Another Wednesday, another bonus pod exclusively here on the Hurling Pod feed, which is the best place to subscribe to pick up the podcast every single week. It's probably going to be our last bonus pod of May because we're going live for the next two Sundays at 8 p.m. on the Off The Ball Facebook and YouTube pages. YouTube, probably the best place if you want to come along, have a chat with us, hang out during the live chat. We've decided to go live for the last two weeks of the Provincial Round Robin, which means that if you are an audio pod listener, the audio pod should be out at around about 10 p.m. on Sunday. So you're getting that a day early as well. We just kind of want to get the reaction in first after the games at the weekend, uh, particularly the two big games in the Munster Championship this coming Sunday. And we'll also be live at 8 p.m. on the final round of fixtures on the weekend after. So all that to look forward to, but probably means no bonus pod on the Wednesdays when we're doing them live the next couple of weeks. But it also means you get the podcast that little bit earlier and that chance to come along and interact with us. This one, it's fair to say, much anticipated with listeners, much anticipated among the three of us as well, because Skell has been working on this for five weeks. It is James Skell's now infamous draft of the top 33 players in the country, albeit with a few caveats, which he'll explain himself. He's going to take 11 county teams, base them on their performances from last season. So much like the NFL, the lower you were, the higher your draft position when it comes to this hypothetical uh, GA draft, which is going to create complete chaos if this was to happen in real life. But Skell will explain all the details. We also answered some of your questions that came in on the Instagram and the Twitter over the last week as well. Have a listen. I was all for this idea about the draft as we come round to it now in a moment, which Patrick Byrne put in, which I think is a great idea. For a draft, it'd be a good idea for each of you to have a few teams to draft for implementing that idea suggested about keeping players, which we were talking about last week. That way, Scal isn't trying to outthink himself far too late for that. And Paul isn't eating Weedabix while he's doing it. Uh, so Scal would have Westmead, Wexford, Cork and Kilkenny, Wilkin of Antrim, Dublin, Tip and Clare. So basically all three of us would split the counties up. And then what would happen is we'd almost draft from that base and then go from there and that would make it easier because it wouldn't be Skell fighting against his own brain while yeah, thanks for thanks for telling me on the day I produced the draft thanks no it's fine it's, it's done it's in stone the notebooks are there we're not changing the style and also there was at least three or four messages I think I got a lengthy email from someone during the week too saying the much better idea is get Skell to have a look at all the kids who are coming out of school at the moment and coming out of college and draft them and I was like no we're not doing a Fitzgibbon draft we kind of joked about that a few weeks ago it's far far too much Ah, they want some basic junior search. Some like junior search. Yeah, in five years' time, this kid's yeah, going to be seven. But see, yeah. on the plus side, you get to name a trophy. You get to name the Heisman Trophy. Then you get to go right. We're going to have a. You know the Heisman here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have Google here, so I just. I know. I know what the Heisman is. Jesus. Come here. Did you do a draft? No. 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 No, because we knew you were doing it. And again, this idea was a really good one, but I knew you were so deep into the idea. I didn't want to throw another variable in, which would be. The two of us doing four teams each and we picked the top yeah, of ah, it just been a mess. What would literally just happen was we would name a county team, name a player, and it would just be chaos. It'd be everywhere. So we're just gonna confine so the chaos to you, Skell. What your little part of the screen here. Yeah, but see the trouble is now, right? The top the, the trouble is now I've I have left myself wide open now for criticism by you two guys. Because once I start naming names here, the level of ridiculousness that is going to come out of my mouth, right? In a in a pine guy scenario. He's actually, he's actually. He doesn't, that's what we're here for, Scott. We're not. You know, belief. If you were to offer me at the end of this to say, what do you want? Do you want like an ultimate team? Everybody's equal. No, I want chaos out of this. I want to be going. I can, t- I can tell you, right? I want. Why is Johnny Pilkington going to Clare? That's what I want. <laughs> what's what's, what's <laughs> happening here? 
<laughs> it is Martin's story, centre forward for Limerick. What's happening? See, the, the trouble is, the hardest part of this, lads, right? Are we on the draft? Are we on the draft? We're, we're, we're definitely moving that way. Yeah, go on. Okay. Do you ever hear the, the segue, again? That's what we've just after done. It's a segue. Yeah. We've it's, planned into it. It's, it's to set the boundaries, set the rules, right? And stop myself, this is the guest thing, stop myself from creating scenarios, you know, that I think could actually play out. Like, I had to stop myself earlier on from pulling out. Do you remember back in the day in FIFA and soccer and PlayStation? You can get a historical yeah. player. Yeah, I mean that. You're, so you're definitely not having that. historical players. That is not happening. Like, you like, have enough no. material. You have so enough. I, thought, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I was thinking, <laughs> how do I get? That's good. Yeah, how, there, yeah. How do I get Joe Cody's ear in this? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I stopped there. Right. Then I had to create a rule. I said, "That's I. I if I, if I just left it flat and pick as many players as you want from each county, they might get decimated in the first round." So I said, "Right, my rules are. I have three rules." Uh, three, okay. three rounds, right, of 11 teams. Then to rank the teams, you know, in the draft, in, in obviously in America, it's the worst team gets the first pick, the winners get the yeah. last pick. So I said, how am I going to start this? I'm going to start in current standings? Oh, fuck. So I just went on last year's finished championship. That's all I could do. So Limerick have the last pick. So that means okay. Antrim are first, Westmead are second. And the way they finished last year, Tipperary are third, Dublin are fourth, Washford fifth, Wexford sixth, Cork Clear, Galway, Kikini, Limerick. That's the that's the form of the draft, right? The structure. Okay. So the worst team gets the first pick and then the best team gets the last pick. So then I create another rule. I said there's a max four players per team. So just to stop myself from decimating Limerick. Okay. And a max 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 of two players per county per round. So for example, if if Limerick has four players, I can't pick the first four in the first round. So I said I have to stop myself, I have to pick only two players, okay. and then I can pick one in each round after if I want to, you know. Okay. So that's what I said, right? And then I said teams cannot pick from the same team in each round. That was a good rule, Pat. I think so. No, I think then I had to check it out, okay? Because it doesn't count. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I check it out because it doesn't count. So because essentially, I, why are you telling us about this? <laughs> how, if I have that rule, right, how am I going to... I have 11 different teams each round. So I said, no, fuck that. So I said, right, that rule's gone, Okay. <laughs> So ultimately, I'm left with the rules I just stated, okay? So round one. And may, before I start, right? I'm going to top up my water now. I'll let you talk there. I'm just going to top up my water here Don't now. worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a statement. I have a Go statement, on. right? Go on. Would you believe the draft is so manic, Barry Nash doesn't get drafted? That's uh, okay. Sh- you're undermining this before you start. You should, yeah. you, should, you should just address these things after the draft because now I'm already losing faith in this. So hold on, you're doing 11 rounds by three. So 33 Barry, players. Barry Nash is not the most desirable 33. <laughs> yes, hold on, hold on. But there's only, I can only pick four players per county. All I'm right. Only okay. pick a max of two players. Yeah, okay, in, okay, okay, okay. Right? So this, this is so the restriction. One of the lads in the top three hurlers last year is not getting picked. Okay. Yeah, but bear in mind, lads, bear in mind, this draft has taken me five weeks. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not fucking joking. This has taken me five <laughs> weeks, right? Like the wife thinks I'm absolutely psychotic at the best times. That's a separate. Right. So now she's to do a draft. <laughs> now, now she's looking for solicitors. Like I thought, like, she thinks this lad is way too much time in his hands. Um, are you at that effing draft again? I said I am. Yeah, uh, but anyways. So right. round one, pick one. Right, before we start, I'm going to fill up my water. You fill away. You fill the water. I'm going to write these down. Go right. on. We can we can review for him when he goes back. Go on. So round one, pick one is Antrim. The Keen Lynch. Okay. West, yeah. Westmead, Tony Clay, Tipperary, TJ Reid, 
Dublin. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Don't don't go that fast. So hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Antrim have taken Keane Lynch. Westmead have yeah. taken Tony Kelly. Yeah. Who's next? TJ Reid for Tip. He's gone. He's gone to Tip. Okay. Yeah. Connor Whelan has gone to Dublin. Didn't Tip do very well to get to draft down that low? There you go. It was worth sandbagging yeah. last year. Yeah. Last year championship man, which just turns yeah, into yeah, all yeah. types of madness. Dublin, Connor Whelan, Walford, Garrett Hegarty. Now rule. That's the last of the McLeans didn't get drafted. No In one could draft Limbic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Wexford of Adrian Mullen. Yeah. Because they need a guy to win, win puck outs, right? Cork Dean have taken Dahi Burke. I think if they get Dahi Burke at fullback, you know, they've got a rock solid fullback and they <laughs> one. So, Claire, uh, not, not to stop you here, and we will take Claire in a second. You see, you've also drafted these with the intention that Cork need a player to play in that position, and that's why they've gone for him over someone else. Yeah, so this this was the hardest part of the draft. I drafted all these players with, with the current teams in mind, thinking, what can these teams use right now to make them better? Okay. So then I said, Cork, Dahi work, they'll take him. Clear, then I said, right. They're pretty well fixed from fifth from full forward line back. I said, you know what? Owen O'Donnell would be a good pick for them to have for, for full back line. It's the only line you see in the clear, the clear team, you can say, that could slightly get a, a bit of, a, you know, an upgrade. Extra strength, yeah, okay. Oh, no, Donald, yeah. Oh, same thing, Go. I said, right, do you know what? Go, we could do a Shane O'Donnell. Bounce around the middle there. Okay. Kilkenny, I don't think, forgive me now, I don't think they've had a rock-solid centre-back guy who they can depend on for years to come, so they, they're going for Tag de Burke. Okay, that'll be popular. And then Limerick then, right, who can Limerick draft that can fit into their system? I've picked Norm McGrath. Okay. He hops in there at midfield. So they basically, they lose Keane Lynch and get Norm McGrath. Yeah, and they've and also they lost Garrod. They lost Garrod Hegarty to Wexford as well. Correct. Wolford, sorry. And now, uh, and now, and in round two, Antrim are taking Kyle Hayes. Just mm. third limit player gone now, right? So they've only got one left. Okay, go on. You keep going. We can work the rest of this out. I, I don't know. Put them up here. Round two, Hayes. Go on. Yeah, Westmead are taking Kyle Mannion. Uh, Tipperary are taking Jimmy Burns. No, Tipperary have TJ Reid and Jimmy Burns in the first two rounds. That's not a bad round, lads. <laughs> no, they've done all right. No, it was, no, that's it was worth not getting out of province last year. Yeah, uh, that's the end of Limerick. Limerick can drive. No one else can take any more Limerick players. I love, I love the way you said Tipperary have done well out of this, haven't they? You yeah. created this. Jesus, like, <laughs> <Yeah, so, laughs> so, so, like, that worked out. <laughs> so at the end of each draft right, in America, they go down through all the teams and they give them a grading. I've graded every team here as well. A plus, A minus, B plus, <laughs> gra- A minus. graded the players that you have picked. No, I've graded the team. How have they done overall? <laughs> Okay, okay. So like Antrim I've, I've done an A plus here right at the end of it okay it's not, it's it's not bad now yeah. so uh, right, Lee Chain's going to Dublin okay <laughs> yeah so now, now Dublin have Conor Whedon and Lee Chain they have two marquee forwards that they can fire up the ball there to, so they don't need to be shooting on sight ah, yes. I love the way right. you're saying this thing. right right now next Lee Chain's going to Dublin <laughs> that just sounds like that sounds like just a statement like he's going to Dublin there let's... well I'll tell you what he's, he's, he's going across the border he's going to Watford you always going to water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Robbie O'Flynn is going there to Wexford. There is lads everywhere here. Oh, oh lads. I tell you. <laughs> Robbie O'Flynn is going to Wexford. Rory O'Connor is going to Cork because Robbie O'Flynn has gone to Wexford. <laughs> 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 do, you know, do you know what I just pictured that this sounds like? And if you try and picture this from now on, this sounds like where all the lads are going on their summer holidays, right? So you will is going to water. <laughs> Probably a flint's going to That's the case. Owen Cody's packing bags and going to be cheating. 
Because <laughs> Owen Corley is heading for the banner. There's no player after the flag. Who's in dire straits? Mister Barnett, right? Oh, who are Kilkenny um, getting? So Kilkenny are getting Jimmy Barron. Jimmy Barron's going up for the Cats Laughs Festival, right? Sorry, Galway are getting Jimmy Barron. So Galway are getting Jimmy Barron. Who's who are Kilkenny getting? Sorry, Kilkenny are getting Kieran Joyce. Because they've lost you, Lawler. And Limerick Dean are taking John Conlon because they've lost Kyle Hayes and Jimmy Burns. So they need, they need a steady man there as well beside them. So okay. John Conlon's hopping in there. And the last round, right, bear in mind Antrim have already got Keane Lynch and Kyle Hayes to pick up Ronan Maher. Okay. This is a fabulous draft for Antrim. This is not bad now in fairness, yeah. They were, they were bound to do well. Come on, they're the first, yeah. they're the first pick in each round. So Westmead Dean, they already have Tony Kelly and Kyle Manning. Now they're going to just go, fuck it, we're going to outscore everybody. And they pick up Jesse Hutchinson. Right. <laughs> Simple as that. Now, who's getting the ball up is another thing, right? But yeah. just gonna... Who's so, getting the ball up to? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Tony, like, Tony Kelly might be able to set him up for a few. Yeah. Who's getting the ball up to? So, so Tipperary, right? Tommy Dyle will land the ball down. Have you already? Tipperary have TJ and Jimmy Burns, and they have Joseph Cooney as well. Now, they have a, that's a solid pick. Well, yeah, where is the thinking here now, right? So, why? Because they've lost yeah, Ron Maher. So, so couple, three things, right? Number one, they've lost Ron Maher. Number mm. two, they've picked up a hybrid in Joseph Cooney. He can go... A hybrid? He, oh, can, yeah. go, he can go centre-back, centre wing-back, midfield, centre-forward, wing-forward. So I said, in, in American terms, he's a valuable draft pick. He has loads of, what to say in America, upside, okay? <laughs> so, he has loads of upside. <laughs> So Dublin are taking a defender here, surely, if they've lost Donald O'Donnell in the last round. No, they're taking Aidan McCarthy. Wow. Okay. So you're just going pure firepower for Dublin then? Yes, there's three teams I've picked fire, firepower for. And obviously you can see I've picked firepower for Westmead, but I've also picked it for Dublin. And say, right, let's go at it. They're having a four-litre engine with no steering wheel here. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, yeah, go on. But then Watford, so Watford lost Daisy, right? But they haven't quite replaced him. So now they have already have Gareth Hegarty on one wing. The few Lawlers can go at six or three. And now they've got Declan Dalton to go on the wing. Right? And they've also picked up another solid free-taker. So, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, Wexford like that. Wexford lost. <laughs> Wexford need a free-taker, lads. We know this... They need a free taker. They need a solid free taker. So who am I going with? I'm going to Burke. Okay. Right. Cork. So they, they basically swap Leach in for Donald Burke then. And they've lost Rory Connor, but they've got Robbie O'Flynn and Donald Burke. So they've got still kind of the, the strong man running forward, but they've hmm. got a free taker who is pinpoint. Oh no, but my point is Leach has gone to Dublin and they've taken Donald Burke. Theoretically, yes, yeah. Yeah, Wexford are kind of breaking even. Well, not breaking even, but in yeah. terms of scores on the board. Yeah. Now, this is this is a shot now because I, the last couple of games he's been impressive. Cork are taking Keelan Malloy. Antrim. Yeah. He's been good. He's been good since the video game. He was impressed with Kenny last week. He's, he's been Three replaced. Spots. He's been replaced by Hayes and Lynch, so it doesn't work out too badly. Yeah. Clear then, right. If there's one man that can handle this lead, it's Brian Lohan. Have a guess. Austin Gleeson. 
Hundred <laughs> percent. You're on the money, my friend. So telepathy is your strong point. Jesus, I don't like how I don't like how in sync we're getting here. I sent Skelton something there the other day. I won't, won't say I was I sent him something, and he just texts me back. It's like, Jesus, you know my sense of humor. <laughs> I love it. I love, love this. <laughs> so we're three left, then. three picks left. Oh, oh Lord, God. So, right. so Galway now have lost Ahi Burke, right? So we need to bring back a full back. So we're going to go over Dean Ryan. Oh, yeah. We're going to pick Dean Ryan for Wexford. I, by the way, Skell, I appreciate that you didn't just really load Galway up here where the opportunity was there. No. Because that would just... I was trying to think, right, I could do it completely biased and then leave Keane Lynch, Kyle Hayes, yeah. and <laughs> until pick, you know, 10 in each round or 9. But no, this has to be strategic. It needs to be nearly relative Jesus. to today's teams and try to place as best I can. So, Kilkenny have already lost one code to TJ Reid. So, so now they're pulling in Patrick Horgan. Okay. And then and who did Limerick take in the last round? Last but not least, Limerick are taking Seamus Callan. Would you not take Ford over Callan, no? Ford's hurt. No, he's injured, lads. Oh, so you're doing this in real time, even the lads have been injured. I, this is a, this I, is a I, I, He has I, a four-week hamstring injury. Like, I Jason Ford. Can you see it there? I Jason Ford. No. He scribbled out there. Okay. That's, scribbled that's, out. That, that's flaky at best now, that is. <laughs> yeah, well, the Patriots in the first round, right, they, dra- they drafted a guy years ago called Dominic Eastie. I'll never forget him, but a torn cruise here. Didn't play. Jump played around round the game. So yeah. They thought he'd, he'd heal, get back better. Jump. But don't, I know, you know, I know he's got a hamstring injury. <laughs> mild wrong. hamstring injury, and you've just rolled him out of a full thirty-three board. <laughs> but see, well, there has to be an element of madness in this thing. You have to understand. That was there. Barry, it was there. It was there. Barry, Barry, Nash, Barry Nash doesn't doesn't get drafted. <laughs> like for the love of God, George didn't get drafted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Owen Murphy didn't get drafted. I mean, the dark cards. It's mad, but I went, I'm back to it again. I wrote it out on clean paper because I had so many scribbles. And asterisks is in the other, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, I'm happy with that." And the best team who did all the draft was Antrim. They got an A plus. They did all right. Yeah, you didn't yeah. draft a single goalkeeper. No, didn't. I said goalkeepers—they're a bit like kickers and punters. They come around five, around five or six, but I haven't got time for that. Fair enough. That would drive me into complete ten weeks. Fantasy. Yeah. Now you're going to ask me to go do rounds four, five, and six. No, I will not. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. I, you know I'm going to have to make a spreadsheet of this now to put it up online otherwise people have to watch a four and a half minute clip and do what I did and write all them down but you've got Antrim A plus who, who yeah. got an A in the draft then? So teams got, teams got an A in the draft so Antrim got an A yeah. Westmead got an A in yeah. fairness like you know what I mean uh, Limerick got an A and Wexford got an A I think Wexford did fair well they got Adrian Mullen Robbie O'Flynn Donald Brook it's a fair fireport that's it is, yeah, but like you have to argue though as well that because Lee Chin, Lee Chin and Donald Burke are quite similar in terms of they they pulled the strings, like they, they broke even there in that one, like two really good players. Yeah. Like but. I thought Adrian Mullen, right? So I said Adrian Mullen, he'll 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 account for Rory Connor, hmm. and I said right, uh, Robbie O'Flynn will account for Lee Chin, or not all of it, but I'd say ninety percent, and then Donald Burke tops it over with the free taker and the shooting from one side. It's a good sound by a draft, lads. However, they've lost, they've lost a fullback. <laughs> they're not fullback. <laughs> so, uh, they're not too bad. Go pick up uh, a fullback in the fifth round. It'd be fine. So then I gave a, so I gave a seed and I was like, right, who who did I give 
who was good but not great. I had to go chase a B plus. I gave Galway B plus. I said, good, but not not hectic. See, we've lost Dahi, we've lost Connor, <laughs> we've lost Joseph. <laughs> This is me talking about, and we've lost Cahill, right? Sorry, Cahill, Dahi, Joseph, and Connor. Yeah, lost four players, and we received Shane, but on Jimmy Barron, Liam Ryan. So we're still missing a bit of a uh, firepower up top. Hmm. But yeah, that's 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 the sign of madness, really. What I'm actually doing. But you know, it was a bit of fun actually. When I'm thinking about it, but it just took me five weeks. Uh, on a final one, how do you assess Clare then? Because Clare have lost their two key scoring forwards here, and they've lost their centre half back. They've got Owen yeah. O'Donnell, Owen Coley, and Ozzy Gleeson. They got Ozzy Gleeson on Cody. So, yeah, so, so like you're not going to be able to equate Tony Kelly. The only person you can equate Tony Kelly in realistic terms is probably Keane Lynch, you know, or, or mm. possibly Kyle Hayes, maybe. But, but you're not going to, you know, get someone who can match him. But they've done something too bad. They've showed, they have O'Donnell who can slot in, we know that for a fact. On Cody, top drawer, both play. Mm. Not sure if he can take freeze. So, can he? Hey, he probably can. Yeah, I've lost Dave McCarthy as well, I know that. So, this is the type of like, madness. And ridiculousness. So I'm like, shit, they've lost Aiden McCarthy. They have to go back to the drawing board and say, right, who else can I take? But then, no, I'm still taking them. Dublin are taking them. There's no mercy in this draft list. <laughs> if we want to let them, we're bringing them. <laughs> Murph, you could take the mantle on this because there's a follow up here which came from uh, Sarah Nell, the former Dublin and Cork Camogie player, who was talking to Jamie Wall. And they came up with the idea, which was actually inspired by Skell a few weeks ago. I think a clip had gone up about the draft. And the idea was if John Kiley could draft in any three players. Now, you don't have to do this in any kind of rounds or anything, Paul. Mm, yeah. But just pick three players that if John Kiley could select them right now, would boost the Limerick panel or team. Who would you pick? I would pick... Uh, I, well, first of all, my, my thought process to this would be where is he loaded with players in terms of even lads sitting on the bench and where might he have players of similar styles playing in similar positions so he could do with something else. So, first of all, went Tony Kelly for a kind of a round middle of the field, half forward type area, he could drift between that. Like when you consider, obviously Limerick's midfield is top class with Dara Donovan, William O'Donoghue, but you know, workhorses get in there, do a lot of tackling and stuff. Tony Kelly would be a bit more of a creative player to maybe assist with Keane Lynch's role. And also would maybe, I suppose, if teams are zoning in and Keane Lynch and everybody else going man for man with, you know, William O'Donoghue and these lads, well, Tony Kelly is now another problem that they go, well, we can't leave this fellow unattended. So now we have to mark Keane Lynch and Tony Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he picks Owen Cody as well, because I think Owen Cody is just that, I mean, he's just a brilliant player. Take the ball whatever way you want to give it to him, he'll take the ball. You can play him in deep, you can play him on the half-forward line, doesn't really matter. He's just, I think he's just a brilliant player. You couldn't leave him behind. The other one, then I'd say, I actually think he probably picked Desi Hutchinson, because just your out and out like the full forward line of fairness for Limerick has been fluid over the last few years um, you know players have come in and out depending on what John Kiley reckons they need but I just think that out and out forward that is literally starting on the corner of the box I think he would happily have the likes of Desi Hutchinson there knowing that that's his only job he doesn't have to come out the field he doesn't have to do whatever he does what he does like if you get the ball in his hand his change of pace is so electric that he'll just get you scores then that's absolutely like that's it done. So he doesn't need, he wouldn't be going for goalkeepers, full backline loaded. I think he has enough in the half backline as well. So I just think in that midfield, half forward line, full forward line area, that's where he's going to try and go creatively. What is your place then? Well, what I said with Tony Kelly is that if he's bringing in Tony Kelly, he's most likely dependent on whatever he sees fit 
Daryl Donovan and William, William O'Donoghue because they're qu- they're quite similar. That's the only reason they're exceptional players. Like, but if you're to be hardness, you're saying well, where are you putting them? You put them in there because you'd be trading off of having an absolute workhorse getting on loads of ball mixed with the creativity of Tony Kelly and the danger he poses yes. coming from so, that middle midfield area. What? Donovan's gone in, in this in this uh, Donovan's other rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. You're going right. Well, you picked Daryl Donovan there, right? <laughs> so one of them. I'm saying one of them's gone. I need to get your hold off the fence there now, right? So, so yeah, I'll right. get your hold off the fence, okay? So right, we'll, go, we'll go Darryl Dunham in there. We'll go Darryl Dunham, right, Grant. Um, who's second? Oh, Owen Cody then. So where's he going? Where's Owen Cody it's going? Saucy. This is saucy. It is tasty, though. isn't it? <laughs> oh, I think Owen Cody is going in... I think he's going full forward. I think he said a shame of again. He's going full forward. Bold. Bold call, yeah. But I'm looking at it going, Groot Higgerty, I think, most days starts number 10. Keen Lynch is Keen Lynch. He's 11. And again, I have huge respect for Tom Morrissey and the role he does. Like, he does enormous work there. So then I'm thinking, like, Seamus Flanagan has started some games and there's been, you know, two or three matches last year. You go back, he wasn't, you know, go back as far as when they won the first All-Ireland. Seamus Flanagan looked like he was going to be the out-and-out full forward for, for Limerick for the next few years. But then drifted a small bit. Again, red cards and different things you know there's a few things there so I think if it were to be a tough call you have great options to have Seamus Flanagan and Cody I'd pop in on Cody there and then just dropping this in here now <clears throat> are you playing Desi Hutchinson in the current Waterford role then if you're going no, to play a two man inside no, no. forward line are you going all out no I'm going all out I'm talking that you're putting in Desi Hutchinson's in the full forward line you're having Aaron Galan Desi Hutchinson and then you have Owen Cody starting a full forward but then maybe drifting out creating space for two boys and literally Desi Hutchinson and Aaron Galan are in around that 16 yard box and they're just causing problems inside because you look at Aaron Galan brilliant from behind you know that this sort of way where like, in, he drifts behind the players goes in catches the ball Desi Hutchinson land the ball in front of him in the space and there's no back in the country has the speed to get out in front of him and then you have Owen Cody just coming out. We saw it against, let's say, last match against Galway, where he's just able to just ball pops into the hand, whatever way it comes, right or left. He just puts his hand down to it, takes it. And then you have runners shooting off Garrod Hegarty and different things. That's the way I'd be looking at it, that he's a player that's going to make that ball stick. And like the end of last time, Owen Cody had a bad match and wasn't like, you know, getting great scores. He just he just goes out and does it. Granted, the league final, he found it tough to get on ball in fairness. Limerick, Limerick kind of snuffed him out. But I think within the Limerick setup, he would, again, he'd just flourish again. Scale, would you draft anyone different? Hmm. I have enough drafting done now. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough drafting. I did three. He did 33. <laughs> the draft I actually, done. Murph, I had 50 players there I couldn't think of. And then I had the, the, the players I was bringing in from years ago. Jeez, madness. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> right, three players now. John Kiley's taken in. You don't even have to explain where they're going. Yeah, pick three. Who would you take? Any three Norman in the country can have. Norman Norman just a... Okay, Conor Whedon. Okay, Mikey Butler because Sean Finn's injured. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm marking you down for a Mikey Butler now. Right, there you go. He just broke his heart by stealing Mikey Butler away from. Um, <laughs> a few more How comments. Lighting so good, lads. How, What's going on here? How is your lighting so good? Like your lighting is fabulous. Will 
Uh, I wouldn't. Would be Will, Will, well, Will has about ten screens in front of him. So I wouldn't I say it's fabulous, but yeah, there's obviously a bit coming back from the screen, which is giving me a bit of whiteness there, and I've got a ring light up in the corner. Um, it's not as good as the light was earlier when the sunshine was coming through, uh, which was really blinding me at one point. Uh, but now, yeah, it's just a bit of a ring light on the computer there. You actually, you actually look like a fella from a hostage video or something, Scale now. Like, <laughs> yeah, their, room, their room is creepily dark. Like, there's a certain well, Blair, Witch, Blair Witch project quality to it. All right, I'll tell you more. Uh, my ransom will be quite low. <laughs> Old Hantoon I'd say keep him keep him <laughs> a few more comments just to work through uh, Philip Brett great show lads tell Skell we're all taking his phrase about shitting his own pint for our own use <laughs> classic Skell also tip while clearly left behind them last Saturday probably in a good place to qualify I agree with you Philip Brett on this one I really can't see Cork getting out of Munster at this point they look the weakest link at times they were beaten up by Tipperary in the middle third based on what we saw in the last two weeks I expect Clare to beat Waterford and Cork in Ennis well half of that's come true Limerick will probably bounce back and beat Tip Tip will probably beat a Waterford side with nothing to play for in their final game Tip on five Clare on six this will result in a winner takes all game between Cork and Limerick at the Gaelic grounds and for that one you would have to fancy Limerick there's a lot of variables left in these two last rounds of games but I think Philip has probably uh, summed up the situation nicely about where we are at the moment also Tip Fan Man which is a great name for YouTube watching Declan Dalton underage he looked like a man against boys he's progressed since then has the skills his aggression is something not many of the Cork forwards have shown in recent years couldn't understand why Kieran Kingston didn't give him more game time last year uh, but they continue with similar lineups which had just fallen short in the past now he's in the team and doing his stuff I'm bullying he's one of those players whose talent is obvious but he brings that streak that a team needs that type of player you love if he's one of your own and you hate him if he's on an opposition team we were talking about uh, Declan Dalton last week and his improvements so uh, he's got a fan in tip fan man there who's uh, not enjoying the fact that he's playing well against uh, Tipperary's rivals currently Um, and also uh, look I was going to go into GA go John Flimerick sent me a really lengthy uh, mail about GA go and some ideas that he had might return to this in a couple of weeks' time. There's just I have a lot of fatigue about talking about GA Go with the week that's just been. Um, so like, let's maybe go back to that. I mean, one of the things, Paul, uh, congrats to Don Logue for shooting himself in the foot after everyone last week gone. There's a man who's now fighting for the game and who's fighting for the smaller teams. And then he turned around and called all the Talton Cup teams also runs and uh, gave yeah. out with the competition. And now <laughs> the public opinion has turned on him. Yeah, yeah. R- remarkable week for Don Logue, yeah. Um, and like a really good, I suppose honest and frank uh, speak he, he did last week on the Sunday game and we complimented him here um, but then yeah I saw it uh, was it Colm O'Rourke came out and said something about him obviously enough that they're you know competing and they're really going to take it seriously the Salton Cup and like I thought it was a, a crazy statement considering we saw the scenes in Westmead last year um, and that it was you know something tangible that teams can go and win and win a game in Core Park and have a cup and you know I thought it was a random one that he came out with. Now, maybe I haven't read into it enough the context on it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. And yeah, crazy week for him. <laughs> like, that was just, that was just remarkable. No. Also, particularly at a time when, you know, if you're a hurling person, this the debate you want to make is that the Joe McDonough is not getting enough love and give it as mm. much love as the Talton. That's the argument you want to make about the Talton. True, yeah. uh, Joe McDonough at the weekend, um, the minute the teams came out on Friday, it was pretty clear that Offley had decided to say we're in the final already. This is a chance to play players who've not been getting much game time. 
after the game Johnny Kelly their manager said three of their frontline players particularly their two most important players in Keelan Kiley and Owen Cal were both out from knocks from the Kerry game uh, Keelan Kiley is still going through the return to play protocols after that head hit that he took uh, so he wasn't available for selection and there were plenty of leash people and the leash manager Willie Maris said after the game that he was very disappointed that Offaly had opted to make 12 changes for the Carlo game I think it was 11 changes once the team started four who played against Kerry the week before uh, started the game Carlo went out and won very comfortably and topped the group in the end 129 uh, to 14 points the thing I would say to this is Leash rotated in 2019 when they played against Westmead in their last group game both teams went to the final in the end but Leash understandably and I think quite cleverly rested their players for the final went through to win and as we remember they beat Dublin and got to an All-Ireland quarter final that season Antrim last year rested ahead of the final against Kerry and Carlo missed out as a result so swings and roundabouts I think sometimes I th- like Scal I think if you get to the final and in this case Offaly did it with a round to spare I don't think you owe any obligation to any team who are below you going into the final round of games you do what's best for you I think if you're, if you're talking specifically about Offaly and what their mind space would be is um, <clears throat> they've had a terribly hard run of it of which we, we've discussed over the last number of weeks whereby they had eight or nine games in 10 or 11 weeks is that right? Mm, 9 okay. and 11 I think yeah 9 and 11 weeks so, so that, that that team you know and probably probably 20, 20, 23 players have had a tough run of it tough hard slog of it so if you're if you're afforded the opportunity and in this instance you are to rest some of those key players wouldn't you do it? Because Offaly's objective at the beginning of the year is to win the drum Donna. It's as simple as that. Just to get back up to Lee McCarthy Hurland. So they'll do whatever is necessary um, to do that. And I, and I understand that say there's teams who were who were within a shout of getting qualified too, but they don't owe you anything. Like if if that opportunity arises for Leash, if the roles were reversed and Leash were in, were in Offaly's position, there's nothing there's nothing as sure as they do the same thing as well because it's it's, it's an ultra selfish game. It's doggy dog. So I don't like I don't. I wouldn't be belittling, belittling Offaly's uh, intent there at all because I just, I just think it's, it's, it's selfish and it has to be selfish. If you want to be successful, you've got to be selfish and look after number one. The other thing as well is, Paul, I didn't like the people almost belittled Carlo in all this. Offaly could have put out their strongest team against Carlo and Carlo may still have won. Yeah. Carlo won a great run at the moment. They are, in fairness, like, and sure was it against Trenting back Kildare in the first round where it really... Uh, Carlo just came out of the traps like kind of caught everybody unaware um, but no absolutely and like you know we've seen in fairness that we, Carlo over the years have made really good um, steps and they've they've had competitive teams not only in you know club championship as well but you know they've been making strides for, you know at inter-county level as well um, okay granted like I mean the structures aren't in place for them to really make big strides but like Nevertheless, Carlo have proven on several occasions that they're extremely dangerous and that they have high scoring forwards as well. So, um, look, by no means, like, was it ever going to be, you know, simple for Offaly, like, but it's, uh, I think what Carlo have proven, particularly even this year, I think it went down to Kerry then as well, sure, didn't they, the following week after beating Kildare? Got a draw. Beat, yeah. Got a draw, yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, like, at, at that level, you know, it's, it's a kind of a case of, I suppose, be the Rocky Parish on, like, taking Carlo for granted going into any of these games. Yeah, like Car- Carlo scores. There's, there's five games in the group, and they scored 157 points. Yeah, mm. so they're shooting 31 points again to win a bit. Like that's fair mm. shooting, lads. You know? Yeah, and the contrast. That's why I looked at the table before earlier on to see where Kildare had landed in their score difference. Jesus, I, I just did not see that coming. You know, you try to make predictions, and usually you're within a hint yeah. kick of a prediction. Mm. I didn't see them being minus 50 odd, 55, 56 points at the end of this championship. No, mm. no, so no I didn't. The, uh, 
I had a message, Skelson was saying the, the power rankings after the league, it looked like there was a very clear setup because a lot of the teams here have played each other in Division 2A and then go into the McDonough. And you're like, the form just upturned on Kildare entirely. And yeah. bear in mind, 12 minutes into that league final in Portlaoise, Kildare looked like they were going to win. And then the bubble burst for the rest of their campaign and it culminated in that defeat that they took at Hawkfield on Saturday night where Down came through 127 to 313. So Down stay in both Division 2A and also in the McDonough for next year. And I saw Ron Sheen, their manager, was saying that that represented actually a good season for Down to stay up in both. And look, if you have to go away from home against a team who have been going well in Kildare and you've got to get a result, I think that was a very good final day for Down to be able to stay up. Leash put in a big performance away from home against Kerry, won 423 uh, to Kerry's 21 points, but in vain because of the fact that Carlo uh, had won to qualify for the final. That was interesting as well. Former Leash captain and manager Niall Rigney uh, had tweeted around this idea of whether the competition is being disrespected and the integrity of the competition and so on he was looking at the quotes from Willie Marr after the game and he said we could have done the same if Leash had beaten Offaly which we didn't we could have done the same if Leash had beaten Carlo which we didn't so going blaming another team or county for not qualifying you have to look at your own poor performances I think that's a, I think that's a very fair point I mean yeah. Leash put themselves in a position where they dropped points in two games their own position was out of their own hands going into the final round and you can't exactly expect that the team is going to go all out with nothing to play for in order to give you a chance of qualifying for the final. Skell, I don't want to step away from the fact that we had the Leinster Minor Hurling final. And I, Jamie, want to congratulate you. It wasn't just a bit of fun in the intro. Um, maybe the Leinster County should have kept Galway away for a bit longer because here you are now in year one as the Leinster Minor Champions. But my congratulations on a team that's flying. Uh, Evan Nyland, who you've spoken about a whole lot of times, top scorer again in Port Leash on Friday night, beating Kilkenny uh, to win the Leinster Minor Championship. You must be really happy with how they're going. Yeah, um, Aaron Island. I have Aaron. Oh, Aaron Island. Sorry, I, you know the joke was in my head before I said it from the listener who put it in, and that made me double check myself. Yeah, Aaron, really Aaron Island with eleven points. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I only heard I Um No, look, delighted to win it. Um, and like, the best thing for us was we, like, we got the games, like we got a run of games, which is great. It's, it's all great to get. And the thing you can see when you get we get continuous games is continuous improvement. So, like for for us, um, I won't say. Like the year has been achieved, but it's a, it's a box tick. You know, we got running games. We've got to see what we have in terms of youth, and uh, we just have, we have a good group. Um, so as as the teacher said one time, we've a lot done, but more to do. Well, I was I mean, joking with you. I was saying, would you be around? Because it's Sunday night that we're recording this right now. The podcast will probably come out on Monday morning, but. I said to you, geez, maybe there might be a bit of celebration about the miners, whatever. You were like, no, no, the miners were straight back to recovery session the next day. Yeah, I think it's, it's which which is important because I think when you when you've got a Friday game, which what we had obviously, and it's it's it was a half seven throw in. You're in Port Leash. You're now in a bit away. You've got to feed the lads. Like every lad was home probably at half twelve one o'clock. So it's important to get some recovery into the bodies, especially when you've got a quick turnaround. We're out. <clears throat> excuse me. This Saturday again at three o'clock in Thurles against Cork. So like you've got, they've had two or three, they've had three days extra recovery than us. So we're like, we've, you know, it is a short turnaround. Like it's, it's hard for kids because, you know, you, that's what they are. They're, they're kids. So they've had a highly intense game on the Friday. They're delighted with themselves to say back to the game this week, mix that with school. And then you've got a big game coming Saturday. So it's just it's important to, I suppose, recover the body, but recover the mind too. And, not, and just get together, get into, into a bit of water and have a bit of fun and just press the reset button and go again. Yeah, really busy uh, week or so coming up as well with the amount of games that are on. I'll give you a run through in a second. But Murph, before we do, what was your army promotion? Because I think it was Shane Courtney who tweeted me and said, he had a promotion, he didn't even tell you about it. So what's your yeah, ranking? 
<laughs> I'm not scared. No, no. I'm Gerard Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm captain now, Will. Captain. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, I have to ask, right? Because I haven't a clue. So what's right. next? So where do you start? Do you start at, like, private? Or what, what do you call it? Well, there's two streams you can start from. So I started, it's, this is going to confuse you now, it's like your draft. So you can start on two sides. You can go in the cadets or you can go in as a recruit. And I went in as a recruit and I was a private and I was a corporal. And then I became what's called a potential officer. You, you transfer across and become a commissioned officer. So then I was a lieutenant for the last few years, now captain. So there's two different streams. Like I was on the stream side, as you know, the sergeant, sergeant major and all this side. But now I'm on the other side now, which is like, lieutenants, captains, and commandants. So there's loads of different ranks, but there's basically two streams in which they, which you're in. So, so aside so, from a pay bump, what's captain actually mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? As in, what's different? So you wake up as a captain compared to what you were the day before. What's what's different now? Well, no, the job I was doing, so as a lieutenant, going into my last year as lieutenant, I went into a job which was a captain's job, so I'd be promoted into it and okay. continue on my job. So I didn't change where I'm working, um, I was in that job as it was, so it didn't. I wasn't suddenly shipped off anywhere uh, Monday morning or anything like that. So thankfully enough. So what's the what's the? I have to ask. So you get beyond yeah. captain. What's the next yeah. level? What's the what's the? Keep going. Give me the layers all the way to the top. So commandant is next, commandant, and then you okay. have lieutenant colonel, and then you have colonel, and you have brigadier general, major general, and then lieutenant general. So you have six steps. Six steps to go. Well, not to go, not everybody makes. <laughs> no, it's like you hey, don't. Perfect. Everybody doesn't serve it. Then perfect. we're all in this together, okay? <laughs> right, we're all team rugby. Right, into this. So what's the average? So when we're doing the hurling pod in, let me guess, twenty years time, you'll be General Murphy. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you, there's lots of lots of things yeah. have to happen for that scale, and there's lots of army lads listening into that because there's lots of things that have to happen. Oh, but that happen. <laughs> Speak it, you'll make it happen, will you? <laughs> As Pat Short said, I, I have the stuff to do it, I'll go out and do it. Well, they have, <laughs> I tell you actually, sure, Stephen Malonfi, so at the moment, he's commandant. So you could, you could get an Andrew Shottensey, so you know, ex Limerick Hurler as well. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, so two of them would be commandant. Let's say, like Dermot Hurley, like a lot of people would know, obviously enough, senior Dermot Hurley, uh, what, he finished up Lieutenant General, so he was head of the whole army. So, right. like, he would be a fair kind of a. He'll be held in obviously enormous esteem both from the GA side and, and, and the Defence Forces side. Yeah. Um, let's say his son would be a lieutenant, uh, lieutenant colonel. So there's loads of different, in terms of you can nearly reference that through GA terms here now as well. I think Kevin McStay was a commandant as well. So there's loads of different lads you could point through through the years there that to explain the ranks. We're That's right behind you. Con- congratulations on the, uh, the promotion. And yeah, Scale said 20 years' time. No pressure. You can be in the Dermot Early senior position by then. Uh, busy week uh, with the games that are on. We'll have lots to talk about next week. So Monday night, under-20 hurling championship final in Munster is Cork and Clare at the Gaelic Grounds, half seven. That's on TG Carr. Uh, on Wednesday night, we've got the Leinster under-20 final. These are effectively All-Ireland semi-finals as well as the two provincial winners go through to the All-Ireland final on the 27th. That's in Netwatch Cullen Park, half past seven on TG Carr. I think Goffley are going to have Adam Screeny back for that final. I believe he travelled with the off seniors uh, to Carlo to do a bit of poking around uh, when they won on Saturday uh, meanwhile in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship round four Saturday six o'clock Kilkenny against Dublin 
I, I think Murph this is a game Dublin have to go and have a right cut at because we talked about it last week that Dublin put themselves into a, a strong position to qualify after the win against Wexford but the work is not entirely done given that Wexford will expect to pick up two points against Westmeath on the Sunday and Dublin won't want to leave it to chance for Kilkenny Wexford in the last round No absolutely not and again Kilkenny uh, if my maths are right in this, Kilkenny beat Dublin. That's Kilkenny in the Leinster final. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, and so Kilkenny will have a bullseye on this going like, this is a serious step for us now. And then you don't know, like after that, Kilkenny going to Wexford Park, Kilkenny will want to win that, absolutely. But you can be sure if Kilkenny have any injury doubts, Kilkenny don't throw the kitchen sink at Wexford in that scenario. So you can see the last day potentially playing out, not in Dublin's favour if... Um, you know, if, if they leave it down to fate, it, it might work out for them. So um, potentially you could get a good match there and a good battle. But, you know, after seeing the league match, Kilkenny and Dublin, there was nothing there that you kind of looked at and went, you know, Dublin could turn over Kilkenny come championship. It just, I just don't see that at the moment. I think the more serious it gets, the more Kilkenny will, will up the ante. Um and I just still think that Dublin, like Dublin are still building at the moment, really and truly, you know, and they don't have enough danger around the forward line to really, I think, see how they're going to manufacture, a, 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 I suppose, an unexpected win here. So, but look at absolutely, it's a great chance for them. And, you know, there's measurables they can come away from this game and say, look at, you know, and no, having said that a few years ago, was it against Galway and Leinster semi-final in Crow Park? They turned over Galway in an unexpected time. So Dublin are capable of these things as well. Um, but I just don't see it happening at the moment. I've you had to get that dig in, didn't you? It has just it slipped out. It wasn't even dig. It was a bit of trouble. Hey, that was a good few years ago. That was a good few years ago. Four. Yeah, that's a good few. Four years time, you'll be no. What is it? Your your captain now? Commodore. Ah, jeez. Okay, I forgot your name. I'm thinking of general. I'm only eyes in the prize, Murph. Eyes in the prize. General Murphy. Um, Dublin have had a poor record recently against Kilkenny's Gal. Do you give them any chance in Nolan Park on Saturday? Um, it, it's difficult. Of course, every team has a chance to say it. Um, but if you to approach this with absolute logic and see where Dublin are going to hurt Kilkenny, you know, they don't have an awful lot of avenues to be honest. Let, let's say Kilkenny gets someone on, on, uh, on Dolan Burke. Let's say they put a rabbit of a hat and somehow he will all end up with him. Just theoretically, right? Mm. Where are the Dublin scores going to come from that's going to overtake Kilkenny's scores? I can see Adrian Mullen, Owen Cody, TG Reid, Billy Ryan, Massey Keown after his form the last day, hitting Dublin with, with, with a heap of scores. There's only so much the likes of Owen Donnelly can do. Um, so, like, when you, when you go to matchups and to question numbers, how does Dublin notify Kikini? And I just don't think they can. Simply, I think Kikini can notify Dublin. Now, I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll be energetic from Dublin. Um, I don't think they'll fear going to Nolan Park, to be honest. I think, because that's, that's the way I think Michal and Noel will, will, will build the attitude into Dublin. But it's just very hard for me to see Dublin coming away at two points. All I can see is Kilkenny winning by six or seven. Do you know? Mm. Um, and I don't think that recent results, let's say Clare beating Limerick, you know, Washburn up to Limerick, etc. I don't see that as being an example of how Dublin can go to Kilkenny. I just, I just think there's too much contrast or too much of a gap in golf and <clears throat> in quality between the two teams at the moment. Mm. 
the two games Sunday afternoon really should go the way the home teams so you've got a uh, goal against Antrim and Salt Hill at 2 o'clock and Wexford against Westmead uh, Wexford Park at 3 uh, Wexford did uh, drop a point against Westmead away from home last year when it was a draw but I think uh, Wexford will win strong favours this time round uh, for Westmead it's all about the Antrim game at the end and they'll be hoping that Antrim don't pick up anything against Galway uh, to keep it alive going into that last weekend of the month and as we mentioned earlier the Munster Senior Hurling Championship round 4 on Sunday Clare against Cork Cusick Park and Ennis at 2pm and then you've got Tip against Limerick at Semple Stadium from 4 so fantastic weekends uh, Hurling is ahead of us uh, gentlemen it's been a pleasure as always uh, I'm delighted Scal that now you can move on in your life the draft will no longer be there yeah what's next what's next because like, like, before, before the draft we had, we had the, the, the be- next best 15 which took an mm-hmm. off of my life then we got the draft which took a solid bond I've actually thought yes. of something but I don't know if I want to name it yet because it could cause consternation for you go on spoiler throw it out there give him a week to think about it in, 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 in army terms you pull the pin in the grenade and then it's a fucking throw it now Jesus pebble dash with army terms here now tonight um, transfer market if you have a value on players what, what would their value be worth because then you're taking into consideration like the longevity so for example you know TJ Reid against an Adrian Mullen well mm. you'll get more years out of an Adrian Mullen at this time do you know so putting a value on a player now is a, is a big one and then the likes of, because then you bring in the likes of let's say Paddy Burke of Antrim who's really good cornerback so mm. you know and you could get him for a great value there from Antrim for example so it'd be it's it's a different dynamic instead of just the draft do you know what I mean I can okay. feel the wheels turning and he's I already <laughs> dollars dollar signs in the head I've already introduced wages and there's clauses and everything now goes for terms, contract terms <laughs> So Keane Lynch is being signed to a five-year <laughs> No, sorry. Mahomes is on a 10-year, $500 million contract. Mm-hmm. That's what Lynch is on at the minute. So he's, <laughs> he's getting in Belfast for 10 years. <laughs> right. So hopefully Cason Park is built by the time Keane Lynch is there to open it up in a little while. Lads, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a million. Down, lads. God bless. OTB's The Hurling Pod. With Board Gosh Energy. Hurling. It's anyone's game. <laughs>